Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. Podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. And try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. Sarah, what do we know about Absolutely Fabulous? I have definitely seen little bits and pieces of it. I don't think I've... I'm pretty sure I've never seen a full episode. Might have seen little bits of it if it, like, aired on PBS or something. Um, But what I know about it is it is a British comedy show Mm -hmm. from the 80s. Mm -hmm. Oh, early 90s, actually? I think I thought it was 80s, and then we looked it up, and it was actually, like, 91 or something. But it definitely feels 80s, I think, in a lot of ways. But, you know. It's one of those British shows, too, that has had, like, four or five seasons over 13 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely has a big cult following. I know they did some sort of reunion, I think, yeah. uh, like fairly a, recently, like maybe. A TV film like a, or yeah, something. Yeah, one of those things, a film. And uh, the two stars uh-huh. are uh, uh, Joanna Lumley and, oh no, I'm forgetting her name, Saunders? And are they a... Jennifer Saunders? Is that a different person? I'm not confident. Anyway, yeah. uh, a... two very, very funny British comedians. If you like that word. And they're a, a mother and daughter. No. They're not. They're friends. One of them has a daughter who's a character on the show. Okay. Uh, I the, the reason I ask is a friend of mine years ago recommended a show called Kath and Kim to me, uh-huh. which is an Australian show about a mother and daughter. Mm. And she was like, oh, you'll love it. It's like Absolutely Fabulous. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And yeah. my friend was like, it's like Kath and Kim. And then we watched some Kath and Kim. And I was like, cool. This yeah. is f- it, it was funny. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming this is... Yeah, this is two friends. Ah. Uh, and... Absolutely and fabulous. Yes. Well, I know for a fact that one of them, the one whose name I'm forgetting, and might be Jennifer Saunders, mm-hmm. her character is named Edina Monsoon. And I know this fact because Edina Monsoon is an anagram of Adrian Edmondson, <laughs> which is... Uh, actor from the the Young Ones, mm-hmm. very funny. Also, very funny British comedian who now I believe mainly plays folk music, which is adorable. That that tracks. Yeah, yeah. He was he was uh, part of a sort of a he did a lot with uh, Rick Mail. They did a lot of stuff together yeah. in like the eighties and early nineties. Anyway, so I <laughs> it's a fun fact that I learned over the course of being a human on the internet who likes British comedy, <laughs> but I have not actually watched. I know that they're sort of uh, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flamboyant characters. Mm-hmm. I maybe rich. Yeah. Or trying to be rich. Lots of like ridiculous clothing and lots of drinking and smoking cigarettes and sort of being like uh, entertaining characters, but not necessarily likable. Maybe. Sort of like ridiculous, over the top, yeah. sort of horrible people, but you sort of love them anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know why I also somehow think that this might be a little bit of a black books kind of a that same in that same yeah, I, like I, realm of British comedy where it's like none of these people are necessarily likable, but they're endearing for yes, some reason. Yes, yeah, I feel like that's probably accurate. It's got sort of a heightened reality ridiculousness to it, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's not super realistic. It's going to be a lot of silly, you know, ridiculous comedy scenarios. Well, good. Yeah. That is my impression. Well, shall we go uh, see if our impressions are correct? Yeah. 
Let's go get absolutely fabulous. I'm doing a lot of snapping. You got your name in lights and you're walking down the avenue. <laughs> All right. We just watched absolutely fabulous. Yes. And we're a little bit shell-shocked. I, I think, think we're both a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't what we were expecting. No. Yeah, I, I that's how I felt about it. I thought it was getting the same vibe off of you. Yeah. Um, let's first address what we were wrong about. Yeah. Uh, and nothing. Yeah, we we pretty much nailed it. Yeah, the only thing I was wrong about is I I and we'll get which we'll get into, but the just the the comedy style and the tone was a little different from what I was expecting, but none yeah. of the specific facts. No. So yeah, this this was way. I was right more. about Jennifer Saunders. I, yeah. I I it was. I want to be clear. I knew her face. I knew who she was. But for some reason, my brain refused to confirm that mm -hmm. Jennifer Saunders was the right name, and I was right. This was way more uh, like over the top than I was expecting. Yeah. Even even though I would say in a certain sense, Black Books is very over the top. This is a whole yeah, this other felt level. Even, but also in a weirdly. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too bogged yeah. down immediately, but it was just that it was super over the top. No, no argument there. But then the jokes were a bit subtler than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, there were two kinds of jokes happening in this. There was some there's some subtle wordplay stuff that was really funny and like some very on the nose, like little little things like like spot on. Yeah. But it was couched inside of these long sequences that felt almost like improv sketches from a fringe show where yeah. it's like like i'm a very fashionable woman you're my daughter and i'm on my way to my fashion show but i was going to take me an hour to leave the house yeah and it's like this long thing yeah so let, let's get into that recap yeah uh, but uh i guess we need a one sentence synopsis first. yes one sentence synopsis edina monsoon a drunk rich fashion designer mm-hmm Tries to convince her straight-laced daughter, Safi, that her life isn't in the shambles that it's in while going on uh, adventures with her equally drunk, equally useless magazine editor best friend, Patsy. Yeah, good. All right, let's get yeah. into that synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it starts with, I mean, I feel like we could just, we could practically do the synopsis of the episode in one sentence. Like, yeah. So I, it's the, the day of a fashion show and Adina has slept late. She's hungover, and it takes her forever to leave the house. And then she, the, the fashion show is in peril because they didn't get enough celebrities and their yeah. big model that they had booked called in sick. And then she flies into action. She makes it happen. Yeah. She makes it happen. She like, apparently it goes off without a hitch, I yeah. guess. We don't actually see it, so we just get her impression, and she's drunk the whole time. But seems like it goes off well, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the night, she comes home. End and, of story. Uh, and her, and, comes home drunk again. Yeah. And her and Patsy have been out way too late partying. Yeah. And the, the undercurrent of this is that her daughter, Saffron, is very, like, straight-laced and, like, has her shit together. At, who, she's 16, mm -hmm. and she's uh, disapproving of her mother's antics and over them. But she still cares about her mother and wants her to actually get better and improve. But she's not going to. Yeah. And There's that's... no, like, gravitas there. It's just yeah. 
it's just another source for a ridiculous comedy. So that's about the whole plot, honestly. Like, yeah, without getting into joke detail, that's the plot. Yeah. yeah. Anything Nailed more? It. Anything more granular than that would be describing specific jokes and bits. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it was just the 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 show is not about the plot. The show is about a a weird balance between extremely broad slapstick uh-huh. and extremely specific pop culture references that are specific to the year and possibly the month that it was released and the country that it's. Yeah. set in like there were so many references where i'm like i nudged strangely at one point went eh good one right because it was obviously something that we were like i presumably that's a thing yeah i mean can, i'm a bit of an anglophile with my television programming but yeah. like this is another level yeah for sure i mean they they the, like, the model they mentioned is yasmin lebon and i just assumed that was a made-up character right. and it wasn't until they said well her husband called simon lebon my brain went wait that's a musician or something isn't it He's from Duran Duran. I had to look mm-hmm. him up because I couldn't remember. But anyway, it's like, oh, okay, so that was a real person. They mentioned a few celebrities that I recognize the names of. Yeah. Uh, you know, Princess Di, uh, Joan Collins. It's... I can't, but, like, a lot of it was very, very specific pop culture references that I was like, okay, it's probably funny. And, like, the, that is a really strange thing about this. Like, I would not at all be surprised to find out that these characters originated in, in Edinburgh fringe festival show oh i'm when when the show first started and the credit written by jennifer saunders came on screen i said oh i was right about jennifer saunders name and you said and she wrote it and i kind of went yeah i i didn't say it in what we know but i think i knew that the characters were originated by her and joanna lumley like they had i i if they didn't originate these characters for a stage show i'll eat my hat yeah and which one the 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 purple one or, or the smaller flat cap i don't have a purple hat you don't. The, you have that Gurin one with like a little mini bowler kind of a thing. Oh, it's that's clearly magenta. Oh, maroon at most, D- my dear boy. <laughs> I, Darling, what do you know about fashion? <laughs> uh, anyway, the the yeah, the I think that's what makes this endearing. Even though they are the worst people, like yeah. on a level like I was getting like it's always sunny in Philadelphia vibes, but. This is so much more endearing to me. Like the, the, the it's always sunny. People are just gross, and I don't like them, and that's why I hate that show. Sorry yeah. if you like that show. I just I can't get down with it's always yeah. sunny. Any any show that people have described as oh it's just a show about horrible people, but like it's great. I've never enjoyed that kind of show. Yeah, and I, I think the reason that this was endearing to me, even though they were such irredeemable yeah. pieces of shit, is that they weren't. There was nothing mean spirited, like. She drinks too much. She lies to her daughter about it, but there's no mean spiritedness. It's not like she's like, I I don't know. It's, it's, she's self centered, but she's not malicious. Yes, there's there's no malice to it. Yeah, they're just they're completely out of touch in a way that is so over the top. It's just funny again. Yeah, and like it and it is like you get the vibe like this is early '90s. I think it was like '92, mm-hmm. but you get the vibe that these are two women who are still in the excess of the 80s. Yes. Like, they're still in the, like, because one of them's like, oh, I, I need to focus. She's like, do you want some cocaine? Here. For, yeah. She's like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll keep it for later. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And and that might have been intentional. Yeah. And maybe in the year that it was released, it played perfectly yeah. as this pastiche of a particular kind of fashion person even yeah. from, or even a particular kind of rich, useless person from the 80s that it was, they were supposed to be a bit of a throwback that it's hard to parse that yeah. because from the perspective of 2020, yeah. like 
mid 80s and early 90s don't look so different yeah and it's also something that like you know i I mentioned that i think these were created for a stage show sometimes if you play a character who's a bit of a a piece of shit but you the actor the performer has found a way to love them has connected with them somehow yeah you can you can play them much more endearing and you can tell that that uh these two actresses playing patsy and adina mm-hmm. that they love these characters yes they love existing in these characters oh, these characters are clear. comfortable pairs of shoes favorite recliners yeah like perfectly fitting jackets and it's just they're so much fun like you could you could just feel it mm-hmm. in the way that like they're they're doing this over the top slapstick where they're flailing around and falling down and everything but it's just like they're so committed to being these ridiculous people yeah and that was very endearing like the 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 plot and the broader uh, sketches that were happening were not particularly engaging yeah but the these characters were so fun I can yeah. see why this is kind of like a cult. Oh, yeah. I absolutely get why this is a cult classic, why why so many people love it. I I was expecting to love it more. I was expecting it to love it immediately, the way that I loved Black Books immediately, the way that I loved Young Ones immediately, and, like, Red Dwarf, and, like, Mm -hmm. all those things, weird, weird British comedies that I adore. Like, this one, I felt like I was kind of missing it. And maybe, maybe it warms to its subject, and it, like tightens up the jokes a little more or something maybe it gets more or maybe it's just i don't know maybe it's missing me in some weird way but yeah i i expected to love it more than this but it is endearing and i mean i feel like joanna lumley could do anything and i would find it funny yeah like if she was trying to be funny she could read the phone book and you know i know it's a cliche but like as long as she was like i'm gonna make this phone book funny Mm -hmm. i would be like yes you have done it madam well there's some pretty funny names in the phone book like (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know the the, the uh, Philip Pullman got the name Serafina Pecola from a phone book in Finland. That's oh. somebody's actual name. All right. Well, there is, you go. <laughs> makes me well, so. I, now I want to hear Joanna Lumley say Serafina yeah. Pecola. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's delightful. Uh, and I have also I've really enjoyed Jennifer Saunders and other things yeah. too. And I, this felt like I just all the scenes seemed to go on a little too long. And that was my problem. Well, un- for the first half of the episode. Yeah. And then they blaze through the fashion show and you're like, did it work? I think so. It seems like it went over well. But Which... also it's hard to tell if it was actually a success or not. Because she's they're, they're both very drunk. So it's hard to tell whether they were it was real or not. Just we It felt like we spent half an hour in the kitchen in the yeah. morning with Safi and, and yeah. Adina. And I was like... Every time she was about to go, okay, I'm going to go get dressed, darling. And yeah. then Safi would say something and she'd come down and be like, no, don't be like that, darling. Yeah. No, don't, don't use that word or something like that. Like, how dare you? Make me a cup of coffee. You know? Which is... I don't want to... Oh my God, just go get dressed. I want to move on with this plot. <laughs> like, I just, that, I found that frustrating to start your brand new show with just like a, I felt like a 10 minute Sketch. scene of two characters where nothing really happens. Which is why I really got the vibe that this is something that grew out of like a fringe festival show. Right, yeah. Because the thing is, is when you're playing something like the, she's hungover and she keeps not going upstairs to get yeah. dressed because she keeps flying back downstairs to her daughter over any perceived, like her daughter exhales wrong. And it's yeah. Like, Darling, why did you say that? Don't like, look at me like that. Yeah. 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 Um, that's like that kind of thing in front of a live audience at a at a fringe festival show where you're improving it. Yeah, could just murder. I mean, yeah. you could do that for an hour. 
if you had good performers. And these are clearly good performers. Yeah. But I, I get the sense this is not being filmed in front of a live audience. No. And... That was definitely a laugh track. Yeah. And... Well, so the laugh track seemed a bit off. Like, the laugh track would go sometimes and I'm like, did something funny just happen? Yeah. Or it would be too big a laugh for like, yeah. she wakes up, the first shot is her waking up in bed, clearly mm-hmm. hungover. And she opens the blinds and then reels back from the light and there's a huge laugh and I'm like, all right, it wasn't that funny. Okay. You know, it's yeah. like her, well, and also her take wasn't like a super yeah. like dramatic comedic take. She just kind of reels from the light. Yeah. It's not, it's like, that was a reasonable amount of reeling from the light because you have a hangover. I've done yeah. that amount of reeling from the light when I've had a hangover and I don't drink as much right. in a year as Adina Monsoon did in this episode. So it is, yeah, I I don't think the laugh track was uh, yeah was real is what I'm saying. But it it is something that I want I you know thinking about this show as it goes on and develops more. It's like if they dial that in a little bit. But yeah. right now they're playing the way someone. It, it's it feels like if you filmed an improvised thing from that was happening in front of a live audience. Yeah. And then we're not getting any of the audience anything. And any of that interplay. Yeah. That was happening. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where, like, in front of a live audience, a show, maybe there's one person in the audience who's just crying laughing. And you start playing to them. And that makes the rest of the audience laugh. That happens a lot in a live show. Yeah. And some of the gags in this feel that way. Like, they did it. It's almost like they're recreating what was a live, like, improvised thing Mm -hmm. that killed in the moment. But then when you translate it directly, beat for beat, it doesn't quite work. Yes. With the pre-recorded thing. I, yeah. I, the comedy nerd in me wants to pick this apart. Yeah. Not because I'm mad at it or no, I hate yeah. it. But it just Same like, thing. Same here. The pacing was strange. Yes. Yeah. Not agreed. like um, a couple of weeks ago we watched My Mother the Car and it was yeah. just like, these are presented as jokes, but they are not jokes. Yes. In this, it's like, they're jokes, but we're it, yeah, missing something feels... in the pace. Like, and p- part of it might be cultural too. That's yeah. true. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I've watched lots of shows from England and even from that time period and really enjoyed them. And just yeah. like somehow this was not clicking. Maybe it was also that I've heard, it's probably also partially that I've heard this show talked about so yeah. much. It's been played up so much. Everybody loves Abfab. And it was yeah. like weird that I'd never watched it. I was meant to watch it and mm-hmm. never got around to it for some reason. So like I've, I've heard of this show since I was a teenager. and I just never got around to watching it. I'd like seen bits. I knew I'd, I was familiar with the fact that I had a daughter and that I even remembered once I saw her, I went, that's right. Her daughter's super like straight laced and she's super over the top and ridiculous. And I remembered that part. Like the characters looked immediately familiar. I even remembered that like once I heard it, oh right, her daughter's name is Safi. Like I've definitely seen bits and pieces of this, but never enough of it to have gotten a real feel yeah. for what it's like. And I think that's part of, part of why I just expected it to be like all the other shows I'd seen. And I'm like, oh, this is a little different. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the absence of, of a more uh, elaborate recap, should we just move on to... Yeah, let's move on to our first segment. Yeah. Where did the money go? This is the segment where we like to talk about where we think they spent the money for the given episode. Yeah, was it evenly distributed or was there one big bang they threw their money into? Aside from, you know, setting up the sets, the usual getting a show started thing. I can't point to any one specific thing. I mean, they had to do several sets. They had uh, the the kitchen 
Mm-hmm. The front hall, although yeah. this could have been ex- the kitchen was probably built, purpose built. The front yeah. hall thing was the office, uh, the, and then the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying the front hall could have been an existing set yeah. that they just used. But the office, they did a, 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 some outdoor shooting. Yeah, pretty sure the shoot in the car was actually in a car. That yeah. didn't look like um, it. It looked way too dialed in to have been re- a uh, green screen or rear projection. Rear projection. Thank you. I was like reverse. Yeah. Pro- nope. Yeah, um, shooting in a car, and then they did have to shoot the backstage, Mm -hmm. two different backstage locations at the fashion show, and then, oh, then they did that weird, that weird flashback. Yeah. I forgot about that. She comes home drunk back in the 60s. Yeah, they're like in the car, sort of drunkenly mumbling, like, it's all right, darling, Safi won't know, Safi's not your mother, Yeah, you know. Oh, that's what it is. That was when they were still in the office. She says, Safi's not your mother. You don't have to pretend you haven't been drinking. Your mother never knew, did she? And then it flashes back to a bit where it's just the two of them in the 60s and in hilarious 60s clothes, falling out of a car drunk, and then Adina walking into her house and her prim and proper mother being like, oh, hello, darling. Did you have fun at the concert? Come into the front, you know, come into yeah. the, the, the sitting room. Tell your father all about it. Who did you see? The Beatles? The Rolling Who? You know, it's... There's really no jokes, though. It's ve- it's a very weird... The flashback felt kind of pointless. But it, it is a really perfect portrayal. That flashback is a really perfect portrayal of a very specific type of coming home drunk. Yeah. And then having to interact with people who are not drunk in that that way. Yeah, but like we see most of it from Adina's point of view, her like blurry, yeah. shaky vision. In a way that didn't leave much room for, like, comedy between her and the actress playing her mother. Yeah. Right? We just see... Her mom, you know, says some hilarious... It's 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 ridiculous that her mom apparently can't tell that she's yeah. drunk. But also... But I, I think the gag yeah. is that her mom can tell. And she, she thinks she's pulling it off, but she's That's not. That's the thing, is that there was no t- hat tip to show that her mother could tell. It really seemed, it just played to me like her mother couldn't tell, even though she was falling down drunk. Yeah. Oh, God. I thought that was so funny. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I was like, why did they do this flashback? There's nothing, I expected it to be a flashback where her mother clearly did know. Yeah. And it was going to be funny that her mom clearly did know and was like, yeah, you really pulled one over on me, sweetheart. You know, but instead she's just like, oh, tell us all about the concert. We'd love to hear about it. Who played? A band we should have heard of. She just seemed like. Yeah. And then she got close to her and went. That cider I smell on your breath when she's clearly like fucked up on uh, more complicated things yeah. than cider. But it's like it it doesn't pl- it didn't play to me like she knew. It played to me like she really. Oh, it played to me like she knew and she was fucking with her. Like she's just being like. Wow, you and I read that scene completely differently. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah that's what know. I was expecting. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, so she's really supposed to just be clueless? Okay. Yeah. Well, should we move on to our next segment? Yeah. Clips and chips. This is the section where we like to talk about our predictions for a season one cliffhanger or just, you know, how we think the season will end. Uh, any ships, i.e. relationships that we would like to see develop in the show, romantic or otherwise. Uh, and just sort of general predictions. Yeah. So for this show, we don't get a lot of characters. No. We meet four basically. Yeah, Adina, her daughter Saffron, her friend Patsy, mm-hmm. and her assistant Bubble. Bubble, Bubble. This is hilarious. Yeah, so there's not much to do there. This sort of implied that both Patsy and Saffy are sort of like 
you know, having a lot of flings and uh, yeah. working their way through a lot of younger men and what have you. But, like, we're not given any uh, relationship information to chew on. Um, so, prediction-wise... I, I think this is the... I think there's a very good chance that this is the kind of show that season one, the last episode of season one, the whole plot line resolves and then they come home, open the door and it's like, uh, uh, Adina's like ex-husband is there. It's like, what? Like, yeah, it ends on like a freeze frame of something ridiculous Yeah, that you're just like, it's mostly played for comedy, but could be a jumping off point for season two. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my only like cliffhanger prediction. Yeah, I I honestly don't feel like I could even imagine what kind of storylines the show is going to get into, or whether there will be. I mean, I imagine it's much more like a conventional sitcom in in the sense of every episode deals with a, a an issue and then it's resolved. Mm-hmm. Which the issue in this episode was pretty light. Like yeah. the issue was mainly there was a a fashion show and Adina was stressed about it but like then it was fine nothing really happened to resolve it it just did and I I get the sense that that's the kind of show this is like any actual real world stuff yeah not important it's more of just like whatever (laughs) now they're drunk here yeah whatever the plot is of the episode it's merely a vehicle for bits yeah for little like scenes and and routines and little comedy bits so yeah it's hard to imagine what kind of plots there will eventually be. Although I know the show did run for a number of seasons. I f- At uh, least five seasons between 1992 and 2012. <laughs> oh, England. <laughs> that is like... Man, you really got to work to get to syndication in yeah. the UK. <laughs> so... I know that it stretched over a number of years, however many episodes that was remains to be seen, but probably fifteen. Yeah, um, I, I I I imagine that as the show went on, they changed it up and mm-hmm. it got bigger and things are more dramatic. I did see a spoiler online that Saffron eventually gets married, um, but that's no not much yeah. of a spoiler. She's sixteen. The show ran for like ten years, so yeah. it's not totally crazy for her to eventually get married. Uh, 20 years. Sorry. Yeah. 20 years. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to even come up with like a funny prediction. I like to imagine that they eventually did some, like once the show got kind of popular, maybe they did some like weird one-off episodes where like Adina and Patsy go on vacation. Yeah. Like they go on holiday in France or something like that. And there's some kind of ridiculous, like I could imagine them especially doing like a, like a, a special, like a Uh TV movie style thing, like a, two hour yeah. or, one, or 90 minute episode, something like that, where the two of them go on holiday or something and go to somewhere and something ridiculous happens. I mean, knowing this show, I feel like they would do a thing where it's like they fly to Paris, but then the whole episode takes place in the airport in Paris. Like they never get out of the airport. <laughs> or entirely in a hotel. Yeah. Where they keep yeah. saying they're going to go out and then, you, have you know. have to go to the Eiffel Tower. I just can't be bothered, darling. Well, first let's just stop in the bar. Just yeah. have a quick quick drink before we go you know yeah. where they just keep getting waylaid that's i could see them doing something like that well let's move on to our next segment yeah what will this show be that was a perfect transition into uh this segment which is where we try to predict kind of what will be the day-to-day vibe of the show which we kind of already addressed that it, it's, it's probably going to be a nonsense a, a completely 
not important dramatic thing will happen. The way that in the yeah. first episode, Safi's like, it's it's a fashion show. They happen all the time. More, you know, you've had six months yeah. to prepare. Like, this is not a thing to have a panic attack about. Like, there have been, I think she lists a bunch of historical things that were much more important yeah. that happened in less than six months. This is this is a show entirely about dropping these two lushes into situations and then just watching what happens. Yeah. This is a shake the jar and see if they fight kind of a show. Yeah. And I something that I imagine a lot more of ha- happens as the show goes on is that you know, the sort of the British society, there's a, there's sort of the uh, social stratification, but these two women are obviously wealthy and they're connected to the fashion scene. So I could imagine that we're going to get a lot of episodes where like they go and dine at a very upscale restaurant and then they're being themselves. Yeah. And they're everyone around them is sort of harumphing and everything. And they're, yeah. you know, they're ordering more wine and then slapping the waiter on the ass or something. You know, I, sure. I could just, I could see that kind of situation developing. Yeah. Every, every plot, whatever it ends up being, will be just a vehicle for the two of them to be hilarious and ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our next segment. This is the segment where we like to talk about actors, actresses, performers that we recognize from other things and... Who we spotted on screen and went, it's that guy. That's the whole thing. And It's in the title. I mean, I was already very familiar with both uh, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley and I knew they were in the show. I had no idea that Julia Sawalha was Mm -hmm. the daughter who I know as Lydia from the best friend prejudice, Fight Me. Um... Uh, that was delightful to see her playing a completely different character yeah. from what what I've seen many her do many many times. So that was I, I've seen her in like a few. I maybe saw her on an episode of Midsummer Murders or something yeah. like that. I've seen her in a few other things, but I've never seen her in like you know really get a, 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 on a show where she was a regular character mm-hmm. in a film where she got time to be a character. And that was just honestly that was delightful. It took me a minute to even recognize her because. She just looked, she just acted so completely different and looked completely different. It was just, took me a minute to be like, is that Lydia? <laughs> anyway, uh, she was the only person that I recognized. I mean, there's not. Yeah. I did the name Bubble, the, the assistant, mm-hmm. who was delightful. Yeah. I recognized her name, Jane Horrock. It looked familiar, but then I looked up her uh, filmography and nothing jumped out at me. Now, she's done a lot. She's been yeah. a busy bee. So I I just had a minute while we were setting up the mic to kind of scroll through. So if you think you know where I'm recognizing Jane Horrock from, I didn't particularly recognize the her, her, but I the name seemed very familiar to me. Yeah. If you think you know why, tweet at us and let us know. Otherwise, I'm like, I might have seen her name in the credits of something. Who knows? Yeah, and all four of these actresses are people that I vaguely recognize that I've seen in other projects, other things. Yeah. You know, I mean, BBC, the whole BBC sphere is a small place. Yeah. It's just the one Island. Yeah. That being said though, uh, like nothing and a half, but we won't get into that. <laughs> it's actually a lot of islands. Like there's a lot of little ones. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, all the, all our fans in Guernsey are just enraged. Yeah. The Isle of man is pissed at us right now. Wait, is the Isle of man. Never mind. Uh, pretend I didn't make that joke if it was wrong. If it was right, then definitely appreciate it. But, yeah, the, <laughs> but, you know, something that, that I have not seen in a while, uh, 
and especially not something that I think was as common in the early nineties, but like, this is, this is a show anchored by four women. Yeah. And it's in no way treated like a special thing. Like even, That's a good point. I mean, I'm sure more characters will, will reveal themselves, but yeah. presumably these are going to be our four main characters since they're the only named characters we yeah. get. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, even even more modern shows that are all female casts, like something like Orange is the New Black or mm-hmm. uh, um, Girls, you know, it's the, it's the kind of thing where it's being presented like it's the special thing, like, like the way it's shot and some of the things the characters say in the episodes. This feels very naturalistic for how bizarre these characters are yeah. and how wildly, you know, out to lunch their whole world is. It still feels very naturalistic that all these characters are women. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Because it's not, they didn't need to do that. There's nothing about this premise that requires all the characters be female. And yet they are, and that's awesome. Yeah. Let's move on to our next segment. I choose you. This is the segment where we talk about our favorite character in the episode. Person that we like the most, that we want to see more of. Mm -hmm. I feel like the person I found the most endearing, honestly, was Safi. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, a weird part of me really wants to see Bubble get like a whole arc. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Bubble was definitely like immediately my favorite character. Yeah. And definitely has the vibe of another comedic performer who's just like eating up what they get to do. Yeah. I don't know the name of the specific accent she was doing, but. It's a northern accent. Yeah. She has a northern accent. Which, which is, is just, it's perfect great. because they're like, they're like, oh, we're in the fashion, you know, fashion bubble, come in here. What are we, what have we got? What's going on? She's like, you know, I can't, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. You might feel confident, but I'm not gonna. But she just is yeah. like, it, it's, I mean, it, it reads, especially in this scene, as if they were like, all right, big New York fashion office. Like, let's go. What's going on? Who have we got in the subway list? Well, all right, I guess I managed to get, like, um, uh, somebody from The View is going to be there. Like, yeah, that's how it read. Like, very, she she reads a lot like the character Kenneth the Page on 30 Rock. Where it's this, oh, like, I, country I've never person. never really watched like, it. Yeah. From, it's like an out-in-the-country type yeah. accent. Away from the center, bright center of the universe, yeah. which is London. Yeah. And she's somehow in the big city and somehow the right, the right hand of the top fashionista yeah it's so which, funny yeah which i mean she does get a bit where i think that's going to be her character because she says oh yeah yasmin lebon can't do it she's sick well her husband come called in simon lebon i thought that was funny and it is like why is that funny she goes well very modern him taking his wife's last name anyway and then she she honestly says like at some point like i think our celebrity guest list is pretty good but <laughs> you know me i don't know anybody yeah. like she's pretty honest about it she's yeah. not trying to hide what she is and like the, the pure sweetness of that character in this world i find really funny yeah as opposed to like the righteous indignation of safi yeah bubble is just like i'm here <laughs> yeah i guess i'm doing this sure she yeah, she seems very excited lighthearted. Yeah. she's not the like beleaguered assistant yeah. who's like desperately trying to impress the boss or just like hates yeah. the job she just seems like this is wacky i guess i'm doing this yeah. now and it that is very endearing and delightful 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 i found it delightful it was a delight <laughs> shall we move on to our final segment yeah let's go on to final verdict where we answer the question did, Did this, this pilot, pilot do, do the, the job, job of a pilot and make you want to watch more? Can you tell we've said that a few times? <laughs> this is season three. 
And it's no, it, this ain't no BBC season three, okay? No. We've actually done quite a few episodes. We've, we've actually done almost, the, I think by the time this airs, it will we will have done the same amount of episodes. It's absolutely, absolutely fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> oh, oh. Good times. Oh, England. So, Adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, let's answer that yeah. question. I, I, I have to be honest, I, it's a toss up for me on yeah. whether or not I would watch more of this. I think if I, if I ended up having a friend who was like really into it and was like, I watch that all the time. Like I'll watch some with you. Yeah. I would watch it. Absolutely. Same. But it's not, this is not something I would go to alone. Yeah. It, the, the pilot didn't really make me want to watch more just on its own. Yeah. It's the knowledge of how well loved it is and yeah. how long it continued is the thing that makes me want to give it more of a chance. But just this pilot alone, I feel like didn't did not give me enough to go like, oh, I need to see more of these characters. Like, it's similar to my reaction to uh, the Peter Capaldi television program, The Thick of It, where he's the uh, political advisor to the prime minister, and it's very, very sweary. I have never heard of it. It has phrases like, that man's about as useful as a marzipan dildo. Like, it's like that kind of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. <laughs> and delivered by Peter Capaldi in a Scots accent. It's delightful. But but it's the same thing I'm where it's like... I need to Google just that line. <laughs> the, the the initial episode pretty much sets up the idea that, like, this is the, the premise of the joke of this entire world. Yeah. And we're just going to play with this for a long time. And other yeah. stuff's going to happen. But this is the main joke the main premise yeah and for this for um absolutely fabulous it's that these two women are ridiculous luscious who somehow managed to always succeed yeah and that's a funny premise that's yeah. entertaining but i'm not like deeply interested in seeing more of that it would entirely depend on the mise-en-scene of where i'm watching it and who i'm watching it with yeah i i feel like one of the things that made me not, that made me kind of go, I don't know. Aside from the general feeling of me just being like, oh, I thought I was going to just vibe with the, the tone of the show and the, the comedy more. There's this little post credit scene mm-hmm. where they're in the kitchen. Uh, Safi and, and Dean are in the kitchen, yeah. presumably the next morning. The phone, you know, uh, uh, Safi's on the phone and she turns to Dean and it's like, it's the Betty Ford Clinic. They, they said they're confirming your uh, reserv- reservation, I don't know what you call it, appointment for four weeks you know, from today. And Adina looks at her and goes, I think it, it really is the only way, darling. Because the whole episode she's trying to convince Safi that she's quit drinking mm-hmm. while she is very much not slobbering yeah. drunk the entire time. Um, that there is this premise of like, no, I've quit. I've just mm-hmm. recently quit and I'm convincing my daughter that I have. And she says, no, I think it's really the only way, dear. And I, I hope with your support that you'll agree. And Safi just looks so genuinely happy and relieved. Like, finally, something has broken through and, and she's finally going to get help. And then Adina takes the phone. Safi walks upstairs. Adina waits till she's out of earshot, gets on the phone and goes, oh, thank you so much, Patsy. And it, it worked as a joke. It landed better than some of the jokes yeah. in the episode for me. But at the same time, I was like, that's sad. It's a little too sad to be funny. Comedically speaking, yeah. science of comedy speaking, it landed better. Yeah. But emotionally, I was like, ow. 
Like, Safi just looked too genuinely happy. Yeah. And we've been given nothing about Safi to make her unlikable. Uh-huh. She's not overbearing. She's not super judgy. She doesn't come yeah. off as, like, quote-unquote, a prude or something like that. Yeah. We've been given no reason to think to sort of rally with Adina for some weird reason. Like, well, don't be too judgy about her, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's got problems, but, like, don't be mean about it. Safi's like, she does get a few snipes in, but kind of the way you would if Adina was your mom and you grew up with that. Yeah. So I, she was too likable, and her requests were too reasonable, yeah. and she looked so happy in that last scene. And, I yeah, it made me kind of go like, Ugh. that left me with sort of a sad... A sad taste in my mouth. Yeah. So that makes me think, I don't know that I can imagine watching more of this just based on that pilot. Mm-hmm. So. But we had fun. But we had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit sad that I didn't have more fun. I hope we haven't super disappointed anyone in our listenership who, <laughs> the SS Pilot House listeners, yeah. who is like a huge AbFab fan, like grew up watching it. And is just devastated because they were super stoked to hear us talk about it. I hope we're not bumming anyone out by being a little bummed out by it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do feel like my final verdict is kind of no. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com, or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future shows. Our podcast is entirely listener-supported, so thanks to this week's special guest stars Jerome and CJ for supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Herringbone Society production. Well, I mean, if someone's really into it and they want to, you know, come over and drink way too much wine with me and watch some more, I probably would. So take that to heart, listeners. Yeah. Get some Sophia Blanc de Blanc. Throwback. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. That's so gross. Uh, listen to episode insert number here about Degrassi. True believers. Degrassi. <laughs> exactly. And on, and that, on that note. note <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> oh, darling. Oh, darling. <laughs>